Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Kelly's back with me today, and she's got some good things to share with us from the Word of God. What is it that makes you free? The truth from the Word of God. Amen. We're listening, Kelly. We're listening. Well, we've talked about this week that if you don't know the truth, you don't recognize the lie. That's true. And Jesus... That's very wise. Yes. <laughs> and Jesus was consistently said of himself, I don't do anything that my father yes, doesn't did. tell me to do. I don't say anything. I don't do anything unless it's from him. I don't make my own choices. It's not about what I want. It's not about my own will. And he really wants us to live the same way because he wants to be able to give us words to say and that we say them. He wants us to know what the Word of God says about our lives and what we, it should look like. So when the lie comes, we can push it out and receive the truth. And we, you know, I'm not going to go back and preach it again, but you can see in the Word how many times he, just like the money changers that were in the den of thieves in the temple, he yeah. pushed that out, yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> But he said, and he called in by the word of God, he said, my father says his temple should be a house of prayer and you've made it a den of thieves. So he pushed that out. And then the next thing you know, he's teaching in the temple and the temple is now what it's supposed to be because he pulled out of God's word. And he wants us to do the same thing in our life, yeah. push away and let him come in and turn over things in our lives and push it out that, it go, that is the lie or that goes against God's word for us mm -hmm. and that we should receive what he says about us and take that in and make that our every day. Make his words do? our manna and our bread. If huh? you don't know the truth, you don't recognize a lie. That's right. And the you scripture just says, if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. And that's where we want to be, is free. That's right. We don't want to be bound up by sin or the devil or the curse. And the devil's the liar. That's right. All that's, lies come from him. That's what he does. And so he tells you lies because he wants you to be bound up. He doesn't that's want right. you to be free. No, he wants control. And conversely, mm -hmm. God... Jesus, the Father, they want you to know the truth because Jesus has made you free. The That's reason right. the truth makes you free is because Jesus already made you free. He paid the price. And when you know it and you receive it and you take that and you push out the other, you're free. That's He's right. already done all the work. So he says consistently, he talks about the word and he talks about the word of his Father that he receives that and he operates that way. And so um, he wants us to operate in the same way. And so I wanted us to go today, mom, because this is a really good, couple of good examples of this in John chapter six. We'll skip around a little bit, but let's look at um, John chapter six. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Um, he knows, the Bible says here, he already knows what he wants to do. But he asks the disciples um, a question to see what they would say. You know, always if Jesus is asking you a question, you got to know he already has a plan here. Just be honest with him and tell him what you think the answer 
is or answer him and then he's going to lead you from there to what the truth is. Because sometimes the things we even tell him are not the truth, but he'll take us from that if we're honest with him and we allow him to speak to us and allow him to correct us, he'll take us from that place to the truth and to victory. Okay. And we'll learn something. So it says here that all these crowds have been gathered together. What verse are you going to? I'm a, this is uh, John 6. And I'm just going to tell the story a little bit so we don't take up as much time. But um, a huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. And Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. And you know what? I never realized until the other day, I think I was reading in the Passion, the reason there were so many crowds around is that it was time for the Passover. So there were extra people um, engaged here. And so when they came looking for him, he turned to Philip and he said, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? You notice he didn't say, how can we buy bread or what can we do? Oh my goodness. He just asked mm -hmm. the disciples to, he asked Philip what he thought. Where can we buy bread? Um, what does it say in the King James mom on verse, verse five? When Jesus then, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said to Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? So, you know what I want to pull out here is Jesus is interested when we're hungry. He cares. He came to feed the hungry. He came, Bless not the for poor. them to give him something, but he came to give them something. That's right. And he get, was giving them a spiritual food but he also saw that they were physically hungry. So he said, where can we buy bread? It says he already knew what he was going to do. So Philip says, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money. Well, Jesus didn't ask him where he was uh, going to get enough money. He just said, where can we buy bread? You know what Jesus knew, Mom? What? Jesus knew he was the bread. That's right. He wanted somebody else to recognize that, but he already knew where the bread was going to come from. It was going to come out of himself. But it says, um, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. I kind of can picture Andrew saying, well, we have this. And then I bet he thought, oh, they're going to think I'm stupid. There's 15,000 people here. And I'm put, putting the little kid's lunch out on the table and saying, Here's what we have. You know, the one thing good uh, that Andrew did was he saw, it, he began to see potential in just that seed, in just that little bit of bread and that little bit of fish. He saw potential, but then he backed up from it and he goes, oh, but that sounds stupid, doesn't it? What is that among so many? Like he saw it by the yeah. spirit, but then he backed away. And it says, um, then... He saw it and then he doubted it. Yeah, he doubted the, the idea. So Jesus said, tell everybody to sit down. So they did that. And it says, Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed mm -hmm. to the people. 
And it says, and, and either here in a different version or in another gospel, it says that he gave it to the disciples and they distributed yes. it. Uh -huh. So really the miracle took place in their own hands, didn't it? Because they're the ones that took it and it just kept going. You know, Jesus, there's plenty of Jesus to go around. Amen. And wherever he is, there is no lack. But when you see lack, you have lack. But he doesn't want you to have lack. He doesn't want you to suffer lack. So when you know that he doesn't want you to go hungry, he doesn't want you to be sick, he doesn't want you to have lack in your life, then you can push it out and say, by his stripes I'm healed. Yeah, you can right. say, God meets my needs according to his riches and glory. You can say, I receive the peace of God based on what the Word says. I receive joy or I receive whatever the Word says. And you can push out the thing that doesn't belong. He acted on the Word. And it says they ate as much as they wanted. And you know the story. Everybody was full. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they said, surely he's the prophet. This must be him. Why? Not because necessarily all the things he was teaching, but because he fed them. They thought, oh, he's the prophet because, because the yeah. he did the miracle. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, hmm. he slipped away into the hills by himself. Why did he do that? It goes all the way back to everything we've been saying his this time week. Has not yet come. Because they all, including his disciples, thought the Messiah is going to come as a warrior king. And they thought, this must be him. Let's make him king. But his father didn't send him to be king crowned of people. His father sent him to be a servant of people and crowned king by God himself. God. His kingdom, his crowning was not to come from the people. His crowning came, and we can find it in the scriptures, where God the Father crowned him. God the Father declared him king. God the Father declared his name above every name. So it says in verse 16, that evening Jesus' disciples went down to the shore and when darkness fell and Jesus hadn't come back, they went, got in the boat and headed across the lake to, back home towards Capernaum. Well, of course the storm came and then it says they suddenly saw Jesus walking on the water. And, the, and he says, don't be afraid, I'm here. And it says they were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. So Jesus was there taking care of them. Um, he so let, let in Jesus in your boat. Let Jesus in your boat. And Amen. they were happy to do it too. Praise so God. the next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they came what were they doing on the shore? The crowd, not one or two. The crowd came back expecting to find Jesus. But what were they looking for? Were they looking for his word? No. Were they looking <laughs> for food? They were looking for breakfast. And he <laughs> said, you fed us yesterday. So anyway, so they went over <clears throat> Um. It says, when the crowd saw that they were not there, they got into their boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. And they found him on the other side of the lake. And they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? We've been looking for you. <laughs> but Jesus knew what they wanted. He knew they wanted food. And he says in verse 26, 
I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. He says, don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me a seal of approval. Let me read you this, Mom, from the Passion Translation. Okay. He said, let me see, what verse is that? 26. Um, it says, Jesus replied, let me make this very clear. You came looking for me because I fed you by a miracle, not because you believe in me. Hmm. Why would you strive for food that is perishable and not be passionate to seek the food of eternal life, which never spoils? Hmm. So why would you be, and, and too many people, I think, mom, I mean, you know, you come to Jesus, he'll always use a natural need in you to lead you to what you really need. Like the woman at the well, she had a natural need, an inside, an outside need, but it allowed him to move her on into getting her real needs met, which were inside. And Jesus is always working with us. When you come to him with your natural need, allow him to work in your life to bring you to what you really need, which is him and, and him on the inside. Um, the Amplified says, stop toiling and doing and producing food that perishes and decomposes in the, in the using. You know, the food that you strive after. Too many times people are striving after, you know, their needs being met, but they've forgotten Jesus. And not after the truth. And the thing about striving, if, if you've like, you maybe you've been listening to mom and dad and you've learned to get your needs met by coming to the word and by asking Jesus and believing in the word that says, you know, uh, by straps you're healed or says he'll meet your needs according to his riches and glory. But I want to tell you something. This is a very important truth. You may look at my parents and you think, you know, well, they just confess it. They take the word, they confess, and it comes to pass, and they have everything they need. But you are missing, or you may be missing the real, the real focus of their life is Jesus. They turn their face to Him. They spend time in the Word, not just to get their needs met. They spend time in the Word to know Jesus. They spend time talking to Him, praying not just praying in a dutiful religious way. They don't pray like that. Jesus is the center of Praise their life. God. And if you're consistently seeking, just seeking Jesus to get a need met, you're going to have to consistently seek Jesus because that need gets that, that whatever the bread gets used up and you got to do it again tomorrow. That might be the first step though. Oh, well, yeah, sure. He'll take that. But I want to lead you, and Jesus wants to lead you into life with him, a life of abiding with him. Continual. A life that he says in John 15 is like abiding in the vine, allowing him to move things out of you and bring truths in and show you what life with him is really like. But if you keep him on a shallow level and you just want bread from him, stay out of my business, Jesus. I just want something to eat. <laughs> After a little while, that'll quit working sure, because he doesn't want to just give you something to eat. He wants you to give the living bread. He wants you to take a need of him. Right. I'm getting ahead of myself. And I know we're not going to finish all this today, mom, but we'll pick it up next week. But okay. he says, um, he's, 
I listen to this, mom. I just saw this today. Jesus says to them, I, this is John 6, 27. I, the son of man, am ready. Say, Jesus is ready. He's ready. And it says, he's ready to give to you what matters most. Jesus is ready and he's ready to give to you what matters the most. And he says, for God, the father has destined me when it says he's placed his seal of approval. The passion translates that as God has destined me for this purpose. What purpose? To be able to give you what matters most. So if he's ready to give me what matters the most, not just the food that spoils, that's natural. I mean, he's got all that. Yeah. But what he wants me to take is him himself. So he just told them, I'm ready. I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to give you what matters most. Listen to the response here, mom. I'm still reading out of the passion. Jesus, oh, they replied. So what should we do? Okay, wait a minute, people. Jesus said, I'm ready to give to you what matters most. And they said, well, what should we do if we want to do God's work? They're not receiving what he said. They're trying to find something that makes it about them. Remember, Jesus told Peter, get your mind off yourself. Get your mind off of what you can do and look at what what I'm saying to you. Look at what the father wants to do. And Jesus, in essence, is saying the same thing. Get your mind off of what you can do and get your mind off of what the father wants to do. You know, the trick here that Satan wants to play, mom, is he wants to get people absorbed in what they can do to have a miracle. And if you get consumed with what you can do to have a miracle, suddenly the miracle is your responsibility to bring to pass. Now you're in trouble. (laughs) And it's not that we don't do things, but the thing that we do is just to do what he says. So if he says believe is the only thing you need to do, then that's the thing that we need to do. So that's not us working it. That's just us getting in it with him. So it says the work that you can do for God starts with believing in the one he sent. Let me just read it here. When they said, we want to perform God's works, what do we do? He says, this is the only work, and this is your only work too, that God wants from you. Believe. Say it. Believe. Believe. Believe, Believe in the one Believe he has sent. So is that, that's just a choice that we make. We read, we make the choice to see what he says so we can have something to believe. And we started off talking about faith. That is faith. That you see what he says and you choose to believe it. And sometimes it is work, isn't it? When your body's sick and you choose to push that away and choose to buy a strap some healed, there's some work to believe in that. Yep. But that's all the work. You don't have to heal yourself. You don't have to go to the cross. Believe, you don't have to do believe. anything. Believe, believe only. Believe work. Scripture says, and that's what we can do. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's good, Kelly.
We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.